Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Seventh Man Podcast. I'm Will Beverina, and I run Dimer2K.com and write about the NBA 2K League. I am Josiah, otherwise handled as AJ113 at OS, and I write, unsurprisingly, for Operation Sports and for TSN, also covering the NBA 2K League. Back for Episode 7. You can check out all of our previous episodes on the YouTube channel. As always, we want to thank everyone who has listened to any of the episodes so far. Support is always appreciated. I said last week I was going to try to be putting the podcast up on iTunes. I've been I've been saying it the past couple weeks, and I failed miserably. But this week, I'm pretty sure I got it and know what to do. So hopefully some of you are listening to this right now on iTunes or some platform other than YouTube. If not, then I failed again, and I'm pretty much the worst human being ever for that. But let's talk about week 10. Uh Every single time we do this, Josiah, I say that the week we're talking about was an interesting one. And and most weeks in this league are genuinely interesting. Week 10 takes the cake for interesting weeks. We had triple overtime, a team scoring 100 plus points, and someone scoring 84 points on their own, all in the same game. All those were league first in the same game. Then on top of that, we had another team score 102 points in regulation and then another double overtime game. We, we never had any double overtime games before this week, never had any team score 100 points, and both happened twice this week. All of that on top of the usual ridiculousness of the playoff race, teams surprisingly falling further, teams crawling their way back into the playoff picture. I think this week was crazier than the ticket, Josiah. This this week was certainly insane. I'm glad it gave us a little clarity toward the playoff push. Um we had we had travel delays which which really have have been barely seen before. Um and one thing that strikes me right now is that in one of my TSN columns I had a little segment at the end that I called the race to 100 where I wondered who would be the team to crack the 100 barrier. And I suggested that it might be the 76ers. I said it might be against Knicks gaming, and they, of course, lost that game in Week 8. But I suggested that you know it might have to happen against a truly weak defensive team such as Grizz Gaming, cough, cough. And I said keep an eye on 76ers GC. And so... While it took three overtimes, and so I I claim zero credit for, it just is remarkable as uh, a topos of something that does happen and yet at the same time is completely insane, which I think is, is a good way to sum up the inaugural NBA 2K League season. Yeah, l- let's talk about that 76ers-Grizz game because... I'm going to go out there and say that this was the best game we've seen in the NBA 2K League. Do you agree with that? There's there's so many good ones. Um I mean, come I mean yeah, I I think until we see until we see like a serious come from behind buzzer beater, then probably. I mean triple OT, triple, I mean, 100 points. But but uh, you can't say I you know me, I'm not a huge five out guy to yeah, I mean, so, neither of us are. No. But 
this was a great game. This is certainly a top three game for the season. I mean, it, it wasn't just all of that. It was actually incredibly tense. This this game somehow made the shot creating slasher five out like exciting with how close it was at the end. Somehow, <laughs> with, somehow yes. Exactly. That's, you know, as good an indicator as Eddie that this was a good game. Um, but I mean, uh, Authentic African took Authentic African and the Grizz fighting for their playoff lives. All right, they came. They came into this five and six. Seventy Sixers gaming trying to end their own skid. They came into it seven and four. Had had a couple losses, uh, bad losses. So you know they're they're trying to you know stake their claim as a, a top three, top four team in this league. And uh, the game didn't disappoint at all. Uh, Authentic African and Grizz Gaming taking the shot creating slasher five out to a level that we've never seen before. Just shamelessly running it through Authentic African every single possession. Um, yeah. What you? Yeah. What did you see this game, Josiah? Um. It's it's very hard to look past the sheer scale of you know, shooting 40 for 55 from the field uh, yeah, for 84 points and only three other players scoring, no, none more than four points uh, apiece. Um, but I'm glad the non-five-out ball won out in the end, though. Again, shout-out to Authentic. You know, they, they stuck him on Radiant for a not insignificant portion of the game, and He's a good defender, but you know, Radiant still with three overtimes is able to put up a remarkable thirty and twenty-three, uh, looking more like he did earlier in the season. Steve's to really return to form, and I, for for those who want to ridicule Feast for not, um, well, for allowing eighty-four points to his man, I, I say that's a ridiculous, ridiculous you can't. Ridiculous thing to say because you won the game first of all, which in sort of justifies the means. Um, but also, I mean, their plan was not to allow threes. They allowed uh, what is it? One for one for nine. Um, did I mention they won the game? And authentic African is a top five player in the league. Um, and so you're, you're going to have trouble guarding him. And, you know, what he put up in regulation wasn't so astoundingly more than what other shot rating slashers have put up in regulation as well. So, you know, he, and, you know, Feast forced enough stops in overtime, in the third overtime, to get the win. So it, it's absolutely ridiculous to pin 84 points on him. I mean, we saw it all these these Twitter pro am warriors claiming saying stuff like I would never watch someone drop fifty on me or I would never watch someone drop fifty on my teammate or why aren't they baiting or double teaming or switching or anything like that? You would watch him drop fifty plus on you. You would watch him drop fifty plus on your teammate because you have never faced the shot creating slasher post patch in a five out in the NBA 2K league, right. you would absolutely get dropped off. And 
the the whole oh you just you just need to double team him and and it play some help defense we saw it just a couple games later or or the next day on saturday what the wizards tried to do they tried to you know uh double team hot shot he check goes 11 for 14 from 3 so let let's stop this about what you would or wouldn't do in the league you have Absolutely no clue what you're talking about, and that sounds harsh, but it's true. These are guys who practice on the build every single day. I'm assuming specifically practice trying to stop this build, knowing you're going up against authentic African or hot shot. So let's let's chill on you know just looking at numbers and saying, oh, he had 84, so Feast had an awful game. Feast was playing some good defense, especially in those overtimes where it really mattered that that third overtime, he came up big. And Authentic African only had two points in that third overtime, Josiah. Right. And I, I think as as someone who likes to dive into the tactics and the exact strategies, he, the you pointing out what the Wizards did to try and combat Hotshot is an excellent counterexample. Hotshot absolutely torched the Wizards. Um, the next day, finding his teammates for open threes. The Wizards pinched way too early. Often, they they were poor in transition. They had absolute they had blinders on really in trying to stop Hotshot. And as you said, eleven for fourteen. You can't allow that by any stretch of the imagination, especially when you yourself are running a, a five out shot creating slasher. And so, yeah, look, there there are ways to probably you know hold a player to below 84 points on a shot creating slasher. Uh, I think, you know, but you you need to be perfect. You need to have e- extremely timely rotations. You, everyone needs to be in sync on defense. And uh, I mean, again, at the end of the day, you got the win. You Yes, you probably could have held them to, to, to fewer points. But again, minimal threes. And that was their game plan. And they stuck to their game plan. And Again, identity, integrity. You know I was going to say those two words. They win you <laughs> games. They win you games. And when you play with them, you win games. Did I mention that? And so, yeah, again, I think there are ways to limit the shot creating slasher, but um, th- this, was the, this was the path they chose. They stuck to it, and they came out victorious. Yeah, I mean, like I said earlier, we haven't seen the shot creating slasher five out to this level. Like... Uh, this this was committed. This was seriously committed. This, yeah, it, it was just uh, Authentic African's teammates were only touching the ball just to reset and to give it back to Authentic African. And occasionally they'd put up like a contested shot. Uh, Universal Phenom 0 for 5 from 3. So, yeah, uh, I, I mean, ones there. Yeah. I mean, like the, the 76ers, this was kind of like. They started out, I don't know, it, it was kind of an up and down game for them, I think. Like, they started out, they, they were kind of doing what I said they should be doing and shooting a bunch more threes with the with the buff shooting on this patch. But Nudini was kind of forcing up some bad ones, some really long ones. But Radiant was getting back to what he usually does and driving in, and he was being a little more aggressive with the scoring and popping those mid-range shots. And Radiant's performance in this kind of got overshadowed, I think, 
because of the 84 points. He dropped 30 and 23, yeah, in, in triple overtime, but he was absolutely controlling this game, and he was back to his, you know, uh, pre-patch excellence with the decision-making and the controlling the offense and, and running the offense and controlling the tempo. Yeah, he really was. He, he absolutely was. Um, and Jeff Terrell, the White Kite 23, did a great job in getting him more space to just do what he does best. Um, and I'm going to say, and I'm going to say what I didn't like about the 76ers um, offense in their, in their previous game in a, in a, I'm going to shamelessly plug an article that's coming out on operation sports, either tonight or tomorrow. But the main point is that radiant just works better when he has more space. And um, they got him that space at the top of the arc in week nine against the heat. You know, they their their standard set, which didn't I think work so well, was that they had him really running the pick and roll with Feast on the left wing, which in the end wound up getting Feast a lot of buckets, but just limited Radiance mobility and his effectiveness and his prowess in you know coming off a screen for or co- going around a pick for uh, a three pointer, and so the idea was that okay we'll run the pick and roll, Feast will roll down low. And then that'll drag help away from the man in the corner. And the man in the corner is seized on a sharpshooting rim protector, which conveniently is poised to defend against hotshot. But man makes plans and God laughs. So uh, they got Radiant more space in this one. And he, he returned to his, his top tier form, which is the best thing for 76ers fans to see. Yeah, if the Grizz had any sort of semblance of defense, they probably would have won this game. I was watching the 76ers run a bunch of plays to get the, these, you know, wraps and screens to get their shooters open and get their bigs open. And the Grizz just had no idea how to defend any of that. Just just no organization, no rotations, just looking completely lost. And it it, it allowed the 76ers to get a lot of big threes in overtime. Yeah, and, uh, it was tough to see. And, you know, the, at, at times, in, in weeks past, the Grizz have made the decision to, to just switch everything. Um, but you, there's only so much you can do when, you know, yes, 76ers can set an, an off-ball screen to get, one, to get a pure sharp open, but it's all the more easier to get that uncontested three off if the your sharp gets two or three steps on his defender, which was the case for too many of these three pointers. It the defense has to be all just a little bit tougher. You you got to respond quickly. You got to play to win. It, defense is so important. It's this is a high scoring league and this is an offense driven league, but defense is so so important. Yeah, it's uh, I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to do some quick math on how the Sixers shot from three. Radiant two for six. ZDS three for seven. Nudini four for ten. So that's what, nine for twenty-three? So it's it's not like they shot the lights out. How many how many was, of those came in overtime? Probably they shot a yeah, better percentage. I I wish that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. It's just the ones they did hit came at the most inopportune times. And I think there was even a late one in regulation that Nudini hit to tie it. Um, I may be remembering wrong though. Those that that the end of the game in the overtimes just just kind of 
run in together. But this was like, it was kind of like a little taste of the vintage Sixers, I would say, this game was. Yeah, no, good good on them for getting back on track. And they had no need to panic, as, as I think, I hope, we agreed upon in, in past times. Uh, I, I said last week maybe it is time. I don't know. I can't remember, though. Yeah, I'll, I'll, let's give you the benefit of the doubt. I, I, I think I was mostly like, it's fine, but there was like just a creeping little doubt, I think, after last week. But, uh, yeah, I like I said, I think this is game of the year, without a doubt. I, 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 don't, I don't think we'll ever see anyone break 84 unless they just blatantly try to break it, just with absolutely no shame about it. Kobe. It's obligatory. I, I was going to ask it's you. Obligatory. No, that it's I I agree it's going to take some overtimes to to beat it for sure and I I do not expect the shot creating slasher to be as powerful next season as it is this season. And oh, so no. I think yes, it will take a particularly individualistic effort to supersede this this marker well i was I was gonna ask you josiah did it feel good did it feel like you got some vengeance to watch a fellow canadian eclipse kobe's 81 because if you didn't know josiah i, I, I was about to, kobe bryant 81 points right. against the toronto raptors all right well for, I, I remember waking up to that game and it seemed surreal I also saw LeBron score 56 on us um, in his first stint in Cleveland, but but that's by the by. I mean, yeah, but like, why couldn't someone from Raptors Uprising, why couldn't we have saved it for someone on Raptors Uprising to do against whichever Los Angeles team we get next year? Why not? Why not that? I mean, it could happen if, if the expansion teams are really bad. The expansion team's Maybe. not going to be bad. They're not going to be bad at all. Uh, well, we. I, think I this, mean, we got to see. This is more a hockey situation. You think so? Yeah. I, the, you, the way, I, 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 going as far as to say, an expansion team could make the finals. I'm not, no, like no, no, but they're they're not going to be bad. I, I, I don't think. Okay. I don't think this is going to be one of those. I don't even know which era. This is not going to be the 1974 Buccaneers or whatever, where they were just absolutely atrocious because they were an expansion team for the first couple of years. This is not going to happen. Teams are not going to be able to protect so many players as to make it very, very difficult for expansion teams. It's not going to happen. They're, they're well, gonna you be, say that, they're gonna be good. we don't know yet. They're going to be good. I, they, they, might not, they might not make the playoffs, but my point is they're not going to be bad. They're not going to be especially uh. bad because they're expansion teams. There's going to be a learning curve. There's going to be a learning curve. Well, that's what I was about to say. There's there's a lot to be said for having a season's worth of experience. Right. But they're going to have we, my expectations that they're going to have four players who they could have they could have three or four players, let's say, who have that experience. Right? Maybe. We don't know. We don't know. We have no clue. Uh Shall we move on? Do you have anything? Do you have any more to say about 76ers Chris? No, I I think I've exhausted the uh, the tank. Yeah, crazy game. 
let's move on to uh, Celtics crossover gaming versus Pacers gaming, though. Celtics crossover going into this six and five. They, uh, you know, they they got really lucky to win last week, as we said, and uh, it, it <laughs> they're especially lucky now because if they had lost last week, they'd be in real trouble when it comes to the playoffs. But six and six after a one hundred and two to sixty eight loss to Pacers Gaming. Pacers Gaming scored a hundred and two points. In regulation, Josiah, they almost matched the 76ers without three overtimes. What do you see in this game? I mean, it's it's frankly remarkable that the Pacers were the team to score 100 points. But you know that I'm not unhappy about that by by any means. I'm I'm thrilled. I mean, thrilled. you know, you know, a team I'm that has eager. integrity and identity. Oh, music. Pacers gaming music to my ears. Music to my ears. They run real plays. They're not the only ones by any by any means, by far. They're not the only ones, but they run plays. They run a lot of plays, and they shoot, and they think, and they play defense. And, man, Swizzirk was good. He was so good. Oh, it was a joy to watch him shoot, you know, coming off screens, off in horn sets, in, in whatever they threw at the Celtics. The Celtics could not handle it on defense. And Shockey continues to be a revelation, not quite on the level of, of King Cam, um, but just he fits so well. Um, I, I think it was helpful for him to have a month of practice and a month of practice, may I mention, on a structured team, a team with identity and integrity. And I mean, he put up a double-double, but he also added seven assists and six steals. That's that's terrific. Um, Pretty good. I I think that you know the Pacers just they worked at such great variation in their plays. You know all these different little different little actions in overall sets in the seventy six and the Celtics, excuse me, uh, weren't weren't prepared for it. I guess is the only the only explanation. They didn't have that first step. Maybe you know sort of like they had a bye week and it it cost them badly because they were supposed to play. Friday night um, that didn't go so well and, and the Pacers I guess just came in extra rejuvenated and, and looked phenomenal decisive um, incisive it, it was it was incredible to watch yeah you talk about Swizzerk 7 of 12 from 3 Gooner the point guard turned pure sharp 6 of 9 from 3 he had 23 points Swizzerk by the way 31 points Wolf, twenty-two points, seventeen assists. He's been he's been incredible, honestly, at uh point guard and Frosty of the Truth, the near triple double, twelve points, fourteen rebounds, missed it by one assist. It just I mean it, this was just like the perfect game for this this was like the most perfectly played game probably that we've seen in the NBA two K League. Yeah, I mean, I am not sure. I'm trying to think if there's any player, any single player, more comfortable at the elbow uh, than than Frosty. I'm not sure that there is. You know, they might have some contention from the Magic, but um, it's a it's a joy to watch. Um, and you know, they benefited a lot from Fab putting up a lot of shots. His numbers look good, but they weren't 
so good uh, in the in the fine print. Wolf has been terrific. He's been, and you know, if if, if they played better earlier in the season, if if their record had been better, he'd probably be getting a little MVP talk. Um, but Ooh. but yet, they're just a great shooting performance from the entire team. Did I mention the great plays? Um, as as to Gunnar, it's so nice to function in a system where you don't have to any longer be the focal point. There's someone who can take it over, but you know that doesn't mean you're entirely kicked to the curb. You know, and some teams, if if you're out of the rotation, if you're out of the scoring rotation, as it were, you kind of get kicked to the curb. But Gunnar's been able to to piece it together. They get him integrated. They have some great plays for him. Oh, they run so many off-ball screens. It works so well. It's it's so nice to watch. It's so so. And the Celtics, frankly, you know, they run a lot of off-ball screens too. Well, Speedbrook only had three attempts in this game, which is a big problem. They're going to want to rectify that for the next one, and I'm sure they will, since he he has a real knack for catching people uh, in animations going around screens. Um, but yeah, the Pacers just played so so well, and got rewarded for it yeah talking about those off-ball screens when i was at the ticket a couple weeks ago i can't remember who they played in the first round the wizards maybe the grizz the the Celtics the Gri- played the grizz no talk about the pacers oh, the pacers Sorry. played the mavs they played five they played out the mavs. mavs yeah i can't remember it was, if it was someone on the mavs or someone else that i overheard talk about the pacers gaming off-ball screen saying that they were something serious, and you can see it in the game. They, they're just constantly running something. Well, the the Mavs know what an off-ball screen is. Wow! All right. Well, you learn something new every day. Um, wow! <laughs> wow! Hot taking on the no. That's that's slight hyperbole. But one play that has really lost its luster for the Mavs is they had their own version of the speed book speed brook cut back around the screen. And they ran it with ball leg seam with, with efficiency earlier on in the season in, in Dimes' first stint at point guard. Um, but when he went on the shot-creating slasher, they tried to run it with Dimes setting the screen, and it was absolutely terrible. It did not work a single time that I can remember, and I, I looked at it a lot. It, it was, that was the play that you know sort of sealed the deal in their loss to the Cavs in the ticket, and it just it just hasn't found its mojo again um and seem has gotten had gotten i think pretty good at catching people on the screen he's not as good as speedbrook but he he was quite quite good at it um but that that's just a play that has has fallen by the wayside um and yeah they would benefit a lot more from a lot more off ball screens no so of course of course they know what it is um but yeah look my philosophy at this point can basically boils down to the more off-ball action you run, the better. So I want the Mavs doing more of that. You know what the Mavs need? Identity and, and integrity. integrity. Yes. Yes. Good. That is that is the answer. That is definitely what they need. 100%. Uh, big game for the Pacers. They're now 5-6 and six after starting out 0-4. So just imagine if they had actually figured it out within the first quarter of the season. And if they make the playoffs, which they could, 
they absolutely could make the playoffs. Uh, they're going to be trouble for some team who's near the top. So, going to be fun to see how they do from here on out. And uh, like you mentioned, Speedbrook, awful game. Just got three attempts, only one attempt from three. Didn't hit it. And uh, his man scored a lot of buckets on him. Yeah. Um, looking ahead for the Pacers, they have three games remaining, um, which is more more than the average, too. And two of those games are eminently winnable against the Warriors and the Kings. Um, but they've also they've also got one against Blazer Five in there, which is is probably not good to look forward to. Now, what, is that Blazer Five game in the last week? In the last week, yes. So, well, so maybe a little a little NFL week seventeen control. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell I'll tell you what games are going to be huge in in week twelve though. Besides, so. besides for all of them, uh, right. It, just listen to the Saturday slate for Week Twelve. Heat Hit check. Me. Heat check against the Raptors. Ooh, huge game. That's probably yeah. especially for the Raptors. Then we got Magic against Cavs Legion. Cavs Legion. Ooh, big game. Then there's that Pacers Blazer Five. Then we've got Grizz against Heat. Uh, that's gonna be interesting to watch in terms. Another five out fest. Philosophy. You mean? Yes. Um. <laughs> But, you know, the Grizz will be playing for pride at the very least. Um, and then... Well... They'll, they're okay, not out. Ahead. They're not out. I said... No, that no. Um, we'll talk about that later. We'll talk about that later. And then the 5 o'clock game is Celtics against Magic. Ooh. Which, which could either spell the end for Celtics or a new beginning, as it were. Oh, I can't wait. We're so close. <laughs> Oh, oh, this is getting so juicy. Well, let's talk about the rest of Week 10 then. Uh, not not going as in-depth as we just did for those two games, but Bucks gaming 81, Knicks gaming 90. I was, I was sad to see the Bucks lose, but I feel like they got away from a lot of what made them a good team. They... They really hedged too much on the Adam and Goofy pick and roll, and Goofy uh, made them pay the price, putting up 40 points on nearly perfect shooting, attacked uh, on 13 rebounds. Adam had 16 assists, and still managed to shoot five five nine. Um, you know, just felt like the felt like the Bucks were grasping a little bit, and now at least they have the luxury of sitting back and just playing around for the purpose of next year because. That is that is the death knell for them. Well, I said last week it was the nail in the coffin when they lost, and, and you tried to argue. Yeah, well, this is but, the nail uh, in the coffin. Well, I, it's been hammered in pretty firmly. Yeah, this nail was hammered in. On the bright side for the Bucks, how about the resurgence of uh, Drake Griffin? He's been playing really well lately. Yeah, yeah, he's been solid. I'm not complaining. He had a 2020 game, I believe. Here he did indeed, and they lost by nine. What happened to the Bucks? <laughs> what happened to the Bucks defense? Uh, they were, well, they were a good defensive team early in the season, and then it feels like I think I'm going to try and look back very quickly, but I think they've given up 80 plus points um, in at least three straight weeks. Uh, let's see, 
since all right, no, since fine, since the ticket, they have yeah, they gave up too many points, and even before the ticket, in a, a little bit, but whatever, nail in the coffin. Talk about identity and integrity. I think the Bucks are are down there for teams with identity and integrity. How many different lineups have they run this season? They've got to be up there. Yeah, too many in the league for for the for the most uh, different lineups they've trotted out. Yeah, they've had too many core lineup shifts. You know, switching point guards to shot creating slashers, centers to shot creating slashers, centers to point guards. But they've also had too many of those little little gratuitous switches. You know, taking STL off center for this game, switching him with Big Meek or whatever. I, I don't remember. Um, too too many. Of those, yeah, you you can't even keep track. Yeah, too many of those little gratuitous lineup changes as well. Yeah, and they, I don't think they got Larry involved enough in the offense all season, and it really hurt them. Larry's your guy too. Larry is my guy. Shout out to Larry. I hold him near and dear to my heart. Magic Gaming 74, Mavs Gaming 58. Go Magic Gaming. I am firmly on the bandwagon. Too late. Um, but I am I am watching the Mavericks bandwagon fall further and further behind as I somehow surmised. Um, somehow. Somehow. Uh, some sort of prescience. Um, yeah, the Magic ran a lot of plays in this one, which was great to see. King Cam... 17 rebounds, which is great. It's pretty easy to terrorize uh, for him now, it seems. Uh, control was good. I mean, they were all good. Manny, phenomenal game. Um, I'm not sure that Nacho is the permanent answer. Um, I don't think he is. Because I think they might want more defense when the playoffs come around. Um, but I give him full credit for you know being able to step into the lineup well. Notice how it's easier to step into the lineup for a team that runs plays. Um, yeah. You mean a team that has identity and integrity? Exactly. Those are the words that were at the forefront of my mind. And yeah, so in terms of the Magic Mavs game, the team was more identity, more identity and integrity won the game handily. Yeah, we kind of asked the question last week of like, who do you start? on this Mavs team. Still surprised they haven't gone with DeVillain. Uh, Haza not looking great. JLB going one for seven. They, 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 they ran Haza at the shooting guard, did they not? Uh, I, I think they switched ball like seam to the three. I don't remember, to be quite I honest I think with they you. did, and I think it rankled my cognizance when they did it but i could be wrong so i won't comment further on it well you're you're a ball like seam fan i am i am a ball like seam fan yeah so you you like him to stay put at shooting guard and let him do his thing i imagine yeah let him do his thing give him the opportunity to do his thing yeah yeah mavs gaming 11th place five and seven They've lost five straight. Uh, real shame for for a team with with that much talent. You got to say. Um, Heat check gaming ninety five. Wizards district seventy seven. 
yeah, I, I think I mentioned earlier just how much Hotshot eviscerated uh, a Wizards this defense that wasn't playing at its best. Um, and shout out to Majestic playing some great D. Um, he fit into the position, you know, really well for his first time going at it in the league. Um, and big, big win for the Heat. You know, third time's the charm going up against the Wizards. Um, and, you know, they are really firing on, on all cylinders, um, especially the cylinder that is Hotshot, who put up another 23 for 27 shooting performance. Yeah, this game was the poster child for the problems with the five out. They only missed eight in, that, in the game. Yes. And when you're down like that, it's hard to come back, especially when the other team is both doing what you're doing and still shooting 11 of 14 from three. <laughs> so you can't, you can't just, uh, bad game. They got, Wizards got blown out. Uh, Hotshot just outplayed the entire Wizards district team. 23 for 27. 10 assists to go on top of his 51 points. And Heat Check, you know, we talk about the five out. I at least give them some credit because they actually mix in some stuff. Like last week, I believe, you know, they, they ran some sort of double screen on Radiant where he couldn't even get by the two people just because he was just caught forever in animations and, and they they do different things with that five absolutely out to heat checks and and the wizards the wizards have in the past run some action like with with jen um cutting the bucket from the corner as reese wrote wheels down to that very corner um but you know once they got down they they couldn't come back most, most yeah the heat heat check just runs it better heat check is a better team yeah they yeah. are so Wizards at six and six now. Heat check cruising, four wins in a row, seven and four. And they've beaten a lot of good teams doing it. Every single team they've beaten on this win streak is a good team. So they look they look pretty good for the playoffs. Top four right now. All right. I'd probably yeah. pencil them down as a contender for the title at the right. moment. You, you fulfilled your obligation to lavish praise on the Heat. I I mean I, with the way they're playing, though, you know what I'm talking about. Uh, no, no, they're 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 a team much deserving of praise, um, as you say. I don't think there's a single team hotter. So, yeah, four game win streak is tied for the highest win streak right now. But uh, Wizards, I don't know. Do do they stick with the five out, or do they try something different? They, I think they stick with it. Um, and it, it pains me to say that almost, but Boo Boo is a really good player. He's a really good scorer, and I think what Wizards should focus on is getting the first three minutes of the game down pat, and you know, getting out to a lead. You know, coming out swinging, and then you can start to transition into that full-on five-out. But win those first three minutes, and you put yourself in a very good position. Yeah. 
Blazer 5, 79, Jazz Gaming 75. Uh, where, where was where was Tiffy in this one? Uh, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. Um, did he play? No, no he, he did didn't not. play. No. At which seemed, I mean, I feel like he would have been a good person to have going up against a, a fairly, a relatively traditional team. Um, look, when when Mama and Walnut are doing well, and and when the two-headed monster that is Grant and Lavish are getting involved, it, you can't beat the Blazers. Is it is it time? I mean, it probably has been time, I would imagine, to just not call this a big three anymore on Blazer 5. Not that shots didn't have a good game, 16 points, 6 rebounds, seven eleven for shooting, but I think this is pretty firmly Mama and Walnut's team by now. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it, I think it's, it's been that way for, for a little bit now. Um, it's certainly their their team, and again, no offense at all to Schatz, who's been a great player, a perfect third option, but just that a third option. Probably the best third option in the league. I'm I'm, I'm racking my brains to see if if there's another one. Um, one of them. He's one of them. He's up. He's there. up there. He's definitely up there. Jazz continue their slide down the standings. They're in the same position as Mavs Gaming, losing five in a row, five and seven, sitting at 12th right now on point differential over Grizz Gaming. Boy, I mean, the Jazz and the Mavs, at at different points during this season, I wrote that, you know, they're, they're probably in there for title contention. And it just all fell apart for both of them. And uh, they've got outside shots at making the playoffs, but uh, when when you factor in how terrible they're doing, and it, that can't be good for confidence. Yeah. So I, I I don't see either of them making it at this. No, point. they're they're fifth and sixth in line for the number seven seed. It's and frankly they're they're tied with Grizz, right? So yep, fifth in or fifth and seventh. Probably so. Yeah, it's it's not looking good. Yeah, real shame because there's a lot of talent on both teams. Uh, Wizards District sixty one, Warriors Gaming fifty eight. I, I think I saw Coach Tommy go on a rant about yes. people not fully appreciating what type brought to the table, and type brought up twenty points on. Um, 7 of 17, shooting 4 of 13 from behind the arc. I, I didn't really study this game, so I'm not going to speak to that with any professed um, depth of knowledge, but they just got to shoot better as a team. They shot well under 50% as a team, and you don't win like that, especially when you know that the Wizards can just put up points as Boot Painter once again did. Yeah, well, we, we talked about last week. Was it last week that they sat Vert? Yeah. Yeah. And was, uh, yeah. this week they sat like a pro. So I, I think they are They're just... They're planning you know, for next year. Yeah. 
planning for next year. This officially eliminated them from the playoffs mathematically. First team to be eliminated. Uh, talking about type, I don't think he was on a shooting build. No, no. Which, I, if I recall correctly, he was on a slashing defender. Yeah, which should never be taking 13 threes. Yeah, that 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 I think is is more the uh, the idea. But frankly, if, if you know if that's the way the Wizards game plan, then they did it right. Uh, well, they left him exactly, open. Exactly. Exactly. Which you should. Right. Exactly. <laughs> um and no, I mean it's tough. And w- one positive note I will make is that this is an example of how picking archetypes in the league is very much a chess match. Um because there is an appeal of having a sharpshooting defender, um, but that build is smaller, and so it's less likely to be able to hang with a shot-creating slasher, um, whereas this one, you know, not as proficient on offense, but has has more size and capability in a sense of checking the SCS. So, um, yeah, no, it, it's a good good set of options to have to play with and juggle and try and figure out which one works for you. And, and uh, this one didn't. This was the Warriors' seventh loss by four points or less out of nine losses. <laughs> they, haven't, they haven't lost by more than four points since May. Really interesting season for Warriors gaming where... Uh, I won't say a few plays go the way. It'd have to be a lot of plays in those seven four-point-or-less losses. But, yeah, it's just I don't know. I don't know what to say about that. That's just probably the most interesting stat right now of the league. Uh, Pistons, 74. Jazz Gaming, 64. Um, as, I, as I questioned in my little preview thread... I wasn't sure that the Jazz could handle the so far ahead and let's get a Ramo pick and roll. And while they did manage to do it pretty well for the first three quarters, it, it kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter. Um, and the Pistons also kind of turned to their shot creating slasher, whom they very much don't prioritize, which is nice to see. Um, insanity put up put up points, but you know that those are three scoring options none of you know no one there is particularly dominant i've been very impressed by ramos the season has gone along he put up a big double double um but that pick and roll just lasted longer than the jazz could keep up with and you know the jazz didn't shoot so well in this one and again it's just been that kind of second half for them yeah i gotta apologize to the pistons i came down really hard on them after that one week where they lost twice and uh, said all this stuff about their offense and, you know, this isn't a team that can score a lot. So when they get scored on, they're, they're just screwed. Well, 74 points is above average. They've been, they've been pretty good on offense and they did it without, you know, relying on three pointers rocks. Who's been pretty hot lately on that pure sharp one of five from three, but, yeah, getting insanity more involved in the offense, pretty good, pretty good. The results are pretty good. Uh, we, we all know about Ramo. He's he's always going to get twenty plus, it seems. 
And uh, so far ahead, just just a solid rock running that offense. Pistons are eight and three right now. Josiah feels like they're eight and three and in second place, and it feels like no one's talking about them, including us. Feels like no one's talking about them. What's up with that? Uh, they they don't have well as as much as Ramo is a well deserved first option and first round pick. You know he doesn't have the scoring statistics that authentic African or hotshot or boot painter does. Um, so it's true. I think that would be that would be the main one. And their their best strength is still defense, which is still not showy and doesn't get a lot of press. Yeah, who the hell cares about defense? Not enough teams. I want to see points, baby. Score. No, I'm joking. <laughs> ha. Funny. Ha. Ha ha. But like I said, this offense suddenly looks at least average now, which is like that may be all they need is just an average offense. Right. For, for this team to make a deep run in the playoffs. Right. So. Jazz. Season is probably over. That's a shame. They they will improve next year uh, solely from the addition of a full time coach. Yeah, they they need a full time coach. I think. Uh, and and I've been saying for a while that I, I'd like to see yeah I compete take over scoring more. He needs to be a lot more aggressive with his scoring, and and even in this game. You know, usually he's a guy who gets like 11, 12, 13 assists a game. Only four assists today. He got out-assisted by Smooth and Deeds, which shouldn't be happening for your third overall. Yeah, game. yeah, you've been saying it from the beginning of the season, and I, I concurred with you early on. Just don't disagree. Um, and, you know, it was, it was apparent um, when he tried the shot creating slasher that he just didn't have that will to dominate the scoring that say boo or hotshot mostly boo does um and yeah compete he, i mean he likes to score but he just hasn't found i think the exact line that he wants to be at in terms of what percent of the offense he wants to fully control yeah it's like if he i think if he did take over more in scoring like this would be the perfect team for him to be on to do that because you have your second guy in Mr. Slaughter, who's also going to put up a bunch of numbers. And then you have some pretty good, you know, role players, complimentary players and deeds and smooth and, and Tiffy who can chip in some secondary scoring. So if, if he had just done that, like I said, I think this team would be in a much better position, but he, he's just, I don't know what it is. I don't know if he's always just been that kind of guy who, who looks to facilitate more than score, but I think he needs to have a bit of a, a mentality change. If, uh, well, maybe too late now, but for next season, if he if he wants to elevate his game and elevate his team, he has to be that guy, especially for a third overall pick. Uh, moving on, Raptors uprising seventy seven, Cavs Legion fifty five. Uh, the Raptors, yeah, and they did work in this one. Um, Kenny got the fourth ever triple double. Um, he he needed that late rebound to do it, but he got it. 
Um, but no, no offense has been able, I think, to so successfully integrate the shot creating slasher uh, into their offense and, and be able to balance it as well. Because while Kenny runs the show for large parts of the game, he's able to step back and seed control the offense to T.S. Josh at, at times. Um, all hell Trey is vastly underrated. And as, yes. as I posited, might just be the best pop guy in the league. Uh, deadly shooter, very, very versatile. Um, you're going to see that in the same column while I'm really plugging it. Um, but yeah, the, the Raptors just, just played great in this one. Held, held the Cavs, who are flagging a little bit, to only 55 points, which is not a number of points that the Cavs can score and, and hope to realistically win games. Yeah, Hood only 21 points which you'd expect a lot more out of him. They did the little pregame interview. Yeah, that was funny in, in retrospect. They they asked All Hail Trey if he can guard Hood, and he said, yeah, he's going to show him down, and Hood laughed. And uh, 21 points is nothing to sneeze at, but it's not exactly the dominating performance. He, he who laughs last, laughs best. Yeah. He obviously needed to score more because 55 points isn't going to do it most nights. But really they just... had that bizarre uh, toxic at what was it, Power Forward Sharp Rim. Yeah, it, um, I don't I, know. I guess designed to guard Kenny. Let's let's cut out these gratuitous lineup changes. And yeah, just yeah. Yeah, Cavs are another team where they've switched up a lot. Pretty much everyone has played multiple positions. Been an interesting season for them. But they fall to seven and five. They're now in sixth, but I think they're they're good to make the playoffs. Raptors uprising though. Now six and six. After starting one and five, Josiah. They're five and one since then. A brutal early schedule, but you know, he's he's still gotta win games. But at six and six, they're they're Behind only on point differential right now for that seventh seed. Yeah, this is this is definitely a position that they would be ecstatic to have been in after that one and five start, which, uh, as we all kind of knew, was uh, just mostly the product of a terrible schedule. But they found some good balance. And they're they're getting rewarded rewarded for it with wins, um, and I think they. They are a team that I would be not eager to face in the playoffs um, if if they do make it. Um, they've got the Grizz next week, which is is an eminently winnable game, you know, if you approach it the right way. And then they've got the Heat, which you know, they they might be des- desperate enough at that point, and the Heat not desperate enough at that point to pull that one out. So they they could well do it. They could well be in the playoffs. Yeah, final game of the week. Blazer 5 Gaming 94, oh. Kings Guard Gaming 91. Oh, boy, well. Yeah, uh, you, you, you can talk, you uh, talk about this one. I, I, I didn't actually get to watch this game as it happened, and then I saw the clip, and I the, the clip of, you of know. Andrea Bargnani. Pulling up for three against the Bucks with a two-point lead and twelve seconds on the clock. That that Andre Bargnani clip. Um, 
I felt a pit in the bottom of my stomach looking at that. I felt a pit in my stomach. I can't even imagine what Cole World and the Kings felt. uh... And this is two straight weeks. They should have won last week against the Celtics. And they should have beat Blazer 5. And they just couldn't do it. It's just, just a mess. And Oh, it just, it almost gives me a headache thinking about it. Just how unfortunate that is because this team looks so much better with what they've been doing and and they just, they can't capitalize on it. Yeah, it's, uh, I don't even want to go, go back over it. But as I did say to Colt, putting him at point guard was one of the best in-season shifts and changes um, that that we've seen, just because it made the Kings, you know, watchable again and fun and, and potent, and you know, kept them in these close games, only for them to uh, not prevail, shall we say? Yep. As uh, and how about uh, how about Moody? He's been playing well at that center He's position. Great. Clear paint. What is it? Full eyes, clear paint. Can't lose unless by close, close, excruciating margins. Is that the saying? Something like that. Something like that. Yeah, I'll, I'll look it up but after. But. Second time in a few weeks, I think he's outplayed Walnut at center. He's been good. Walnut has 31, but it was on 27 shots. And uh, Moody had the block at the end of that overtime, and then no one was on shots. <laughs> and he cleaned it up. Oh, uh, it hurts to think about it. Out there. That's pain. Yeah. Oh. Uh, they're another team that'll be better and, and more fun next season throughout as well. You know, yes. I'll have the, Not- for the full season. They'll, they won't have the same immense pressure and hype on them from the beginning, which, yes. which probably is, is going to play a big role next year. And I've been saying since I think the tip-off that this team needs a coach. And they have a coach, but they need they need a guy who knows 2K, I think, would would really be a huge benefit to them because... This isn't the most composed team under pressure, as we've seen. Uh, nah. So. <laughs> now, now submitting his application. Will Beverina. I sign me up. Sign, no, don't sign team, me up. Team, I would tank that team. Teams could do a lot worse. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know about that. Um, oh, but, but would you not take that job if only would how could you not take that job if, if only to you know be on flights with that team that that uh, yeah that's, that's a terrific gig in and of itself yeah i i think that little uh <laughs> that little video that moody posted of like colt talking to the person in front of him <laughs> that's going down about leg room. history like there there have been a lot of like little like hilarious like real life moments in the league this season and I think that clip is only second to when Rico asked, asked Speedbrook to get some scented candle, candles 
and Speedbrook came back with birthday candles. (laughs) (laughs) I was crying laughing when I saw that. I mean, you could you could have two jobs for them. You could on the one hand you could be the coach, on the other hand you could be Colt's personal vlogger. Yeah, that's a good gig. They better hope they uh, open a West Coast studio. Yeah. Yeah, that'll that'll really help them. Yeah. Yes. Because that team, more than any other, has just been screwed hard by travel arrangements. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it's really not been been fair to them in in a sense. But you got to cope with it. And certainly another West Coast team hasn't... uh, hasn't suffered as much. Yeah, true. Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, that's it for week 10. Uh, Josiah, which team were you most impressed with in week 10? Um, it's, it's a good question. Um, frankly, I'm, I'm impressed with the league. You know, I'm always impressed with the league every week, it seems. But I want to say the Pacers putting up 100-plus um, but I, I'm going to say the Raptors um, for holding Hood down. And, you know, really, this this was a make-or-break game for their season. And, you know, they they stayed afloat commandingly. I was going to pick either the Pacers or Raptors, whoever you didn't pick. So I don't feel like picking someone else. It was those two. Keeping their seasons alive when they really needed it. Most disappointing teams in Week Ten, Josiah. Um, three guesses for mine. Uh, Celtics gaming. Oh, really? Is that is that your actual guess? I mean, there there are a bunch of candidates. It's not exactly obvious. I was, I was going to say the Mavs putting up fifty eight. Well, the I mean. Celtics had 102 dropped on. Yeah, the Celtics, the Celtics. Fine, you take the Celtics, I'll take the Mavs. The Celtics, the Celtics had a point dropped on them for every player in the league. Oh, no, that's not true. Shocky. Bam. Save. Well, save. There's still there's still only 102 players in the league, Josiah. But but there have been 103 who have. I said for every player in the league. Well, you know what? Which implies currently. But certain players are on reserve contract, so Yes, you're right. You're right. Fine. Whatever. Whatever. I'm not gonna die on this hill. Don't don't tr- don't Fine. play the semantics game with take me. Take the Celtics. I'll take the Mavs. We'll agree on the Jazz as well, and that'll give us a full one, two, three of the 2018 NBA 2K League draft to commiserate about. How about that? Uh, How about that? Josiah, let me ask you a question. Ask me a question. I, I I've already made my thoughts clear on this is it over for maps gaming and jazz game yes 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 it is over the long nightmare is coming to an end i mean i think the final embarrassment for the maps would be to have the kings beat them again not again but i mean the kings no, are, no, are good now no, though right the kings are good which is going to make it that much more embarrassing for the maps you know who still think of themselves as a good team and who are a very talented team but who probably are still approaching things with the earlier in the season mindset and earlier in the season the Kings weren't so good 
but the Mavs, who still think they're a good team, what an insult! They're a talented team. <laughs> I mean, that was harsh. Um, you know, it's it's harsh love. You know, you, you got to be hard on the teams that you have the highest expectations for, and I think the Mavs are every bit deserving of their high expectations. Um, and so I, I'm hard on them when I see them not live up to them at all. Yeah, I said, I've said multiple times that no, they're not going to make it. We talked about this last week with, uh, I, I think the general consensus right now is that you have to be eight and six to get in. I'm starting to think that a seven and seven team could sneak in at that seven seed, Josiah. Do you think that could happen? Yeah, it, the scenarios in which it happens are limited, um, just because of the fact that you know there there are so many of these teams, and you really do need to distinguish yourselves. Um, but you know, no one no one has a very easy schedule among the six and six teams. Um, so, and I think among the six and six teams, in a sense, we have to include the Pacers. Um, yeah. Because I can see them winning another game right off the bat. We'll say the, the six lost teams. Right. The six lost teams, exactly. Um, you know, no, no one has a supremely easy schedule the rest of the way. So, you know, a couple three-pointers fall, and yeah, a 7-7 seven, seven team could make it. But um, I shouldn't go into the playoffs with much confidence uh, if I only had seven wins, but you just got to reset. Yeah, Come playoff time, you got to reset, but you got to get there first, I suppose. A lot of it comes down to like how the matchups go and how like what's like legitimately possible because that's way too much math to for for my brain to try and I'm working you know, on it. Sort out. Excel is not fun. I know you are. I, it's, I'm I'm laboring away, but Josiah, I I write because I can't do. Oh, math. I I I am the same. I am absolutely so. That's why I don't have an Excel sheet of, of all the playoff possibilities. One thousand twenty-four lines, all different combos, Jeez. but uh, I color coded at least, which makes it. That cool. sounds miserable. You, you should have seen my uh, my formula bar. It was like three lines of ifs. I I don't even yeah, want to know. Yeah, it's bad. It's very bad. Uh, out of the six lost teams, I guess I'll ask Josiah who who do you who do you see uh, making it in? Because I it's probably going to be one of those six lost teams that makes it into that seven seed. Uh, it, it's an extraordinarily difficult question to answer. Because yes, you have the Wizards who can just put up points straight up. Who is is that good? They're that five out team though, so I'm, I'm not eager to say them. You've got the Celtics who are are kind of the opposite at their best. You know they distribute the ball better than anyone else in the league. Fab is a huge part of that, um, but they're kind of shaken. You know they they certainly haven't been as good in the regular season as they have been in recent tournament play. And perhaps that will change in these do or die situations late in the season. The Raptors have been so good lately. Uh, and as I said, they have a really balanced offense. They're playing great defense, but man, the Pacers have, 
the Pacers, the Pacers actually, if we give them a win, if we say they're six and six, they have the best point differential out of all those six lost teams. Uh, oh wow! And, yeah, and they play well. They play really, really well. They play very solidly. Uh, it, it's going to be tough here. But how about this though? Is there any way that two of those teams get in and the Cavs don't? The Cavs are going up against the Celtics, which is a huge game. And then they're going up against the Magic, who are hardly pushovers. So That's interesting. So, you know, I, I wouldn't count them in quite yet. Would not count the Cavs in quite yet. It's it, it's going to be excruciating for whichever six-loss teams don't, don't make it. But unfortunately, a lot of them are going to not make it. Are going to have to miss it. Well, the interesting about those six loss teams is like the Wizards and the Celtics probably have like a higher ceiling and probably like more overall talent, but the Raptors and the Pacers are playing a lot better lately than both of those teams. Yeah. So yeah. It, I guess it, it depends on what do you put more stock in? And it's hard to tell in this league because you can be playing well and then just start blowing it like the 76ers, or even playing awfully and just turn it around like the Raptors. So no one knows anything in this league, Josiah, I guess is my point. And it, it's almost futile yeah. to talk about it. Prediction and prognostication but is here we best are. left to the psychics and, and those willing to dare it. Um, I, I preferred, you know, look back and do my do my little tactical analysis and leave it be uh it's it's gonna be fun though it's gonna be a blast man it's this it's gonna be great I, honestly like it, it's kind of i don't know i kind of almost like it that the knicks won the the ticket because it makes this so much more interesting than it would have been if there were eight spots. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think of a, of a fitting line from the Dark Knight because I'm sure there is one. Something about something about everything devolving into chaos and something like that. Um, and it fits also because New York is Gotham. So, wow, it all comes together. It all comes together. Uh, I mean. Whew. It's going to be fun. I mean, we can't even, if, if we're talking about the Cavs, maybe not making it in, it's not like you can automatically count Magic and Heat check in either. No, no, not at all. Um, but those teams have been playing better, and yes. and they need less help next week to actually qualify for the playoffs. I, I did run those numbers a little bit. The Cavs do need an extra level of help from the 6-6 six and six teams to actually cement their spot so the the heat and the magic are in a better place which is which is not an incisive comment the, well the heat play kingsguard who look pretty good and they've got a guy who i'm sure is going to want to guard hot shot in timely cook and right but magic good plays pistons who are second place in the league right now the Pistons have an insane slate for next week. They go up against the 76ers for basically the winner of this game inside track at second second overall seed. 
and then they play the Magic, who are, you know, fighting for the third seed in that game, right? If the Pistons, if I'll pull up my old uh, chart here, if <laughs> yeah, the Pistons, the Pistons need to win one game, and they would much rather win the Seventy Sixers game. If you have to pick one game to win, you beat the Seventy Sixers. Okay, if you're if you're listening, beat the Seventy Sixers. Um, yeah, but the Magic are a good team, and the Pistons have an excruciating schedule. But I was about to make a comment um, until I was distracted by my color coding. Um, right at, at this point, at this point, I think you know you mentioned the matchups, but I think it's more about your team itself than the matchups you're going up against, especially if you need to win two two more games to have a realistic shot at the playoffs, which I think is, is what you're looking at if you're a six-loss team. So I, I think it's more about the teams themselves and what they can bring to the table and how much they can get out of themselves um, in terms of the playoff push. Yeah. Speaking of Week 11, what's a matchup you're really looking forward to? The one matchup, because there's a lot of good ones. What's the one matchup? It's that Pistons 76ers one, um, just because of its in- incredible implications. It doesn't have a serious five-out team. It has one very good offensive team at its best in the 76ers and one very good defensive team at its best in the Pistons. Um, so it's one of those interesting you know, strengths on weakness matchups in that or, – or in a sense, really, it's a, it's a strength on strength because the offense is going up against the defense. Um, but you know, in, in this one, w- which is more important is a better defense it, for the Pistons. What will win them the game? Is it having a defense that is more than capable of handling the 76ers offense or are they accepting of, you know, just having a defense that's able to offset the 76ers offense. And at the same time, they think they can bring an offense to the table that can defeat the 76ers defense. So that that's just always uh, a fascinating thing to watch for me. Josiah, I cannot wait for Bucks gaming, Warriors gaming. No, I'm joking. Uh, it's got to be wow. Cavs, Legion, Celtics crossover. Oh, that's, a, that's a good one, too. It's a good one, too. Two teams within a game of each other at sixth and eighth place right now. That one has some major implications. I, I mean, every every game, except... Except for Bucks Warriors, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that one, uh, that one. Uh, that's it, like it, it, it the, take a really long snack break. That's like the Next least. Week. That that's like is your snack break. That's the most inconsequential game we've had in a while. It, it I think definitively is, definitively is the least <laughs> consequential game that we have. Until probably until week twelve, when you know you'll get either two playoff teams or yeah. two non-playoff teams going up against each other. Which and I hate to rag be on the Bucks them, again. I'm sorry. I hate to rag no, on I, them, but I I'm a fan of the Bucks. Uh, <sighs> gonna be fun. Can't gonna wait. be fun. Any uh, any last thoughts, Josiah? Anything you want to get off your chest? I feel like I've thought a lot so far. Um, thanks, thanks for sticking with us at this point, listener. If you've made it this far, um, yeah, no kidding. Hopefully, you're doing it on iTunes too. Um, yeah, 
Uh, any more thoughts? Uh, just the old mantra, identity, integrity. Stick, stick true to your team and, and you're going to get positive results. The wise words of Josiah. Identity and integrity, folks. Hire this man as a coach. Again, as as with you, teams could do a lot worse. But no, <laughs> All right, you know what? That's beside the point. All right. Well, uh, I I guess that's it then. Uh, Josiah, tell the people where can they find you and your content. You can find me on Operation Sports. I write about the NBA 2K League, if that wasn't already clear. Um, you can find me at uh, tsn.ca, where I do a weekly column on the league and also just do general stuff for the site. And you can find me on the uh, he Twitter at aj113 underscore os. You can find me on Twitter at Will Beverina, B-E-V-E-R-I-N-A. I run Dimer2K.com, uh, write about the NBA 2K League. Don't do a lot of writing, actually, about the league these days. Yeah, I, I'm sad I would, to see you're doing doing a little less. Or uh, New job. Exactly. Well, yeah. Taking up a lot of my time. I, I I drove through, I just drove through two hours of, of traffic before sitting down and discussing the 2K League with you here today, Josiah. I'm, I'm but, flattered. <laughs> uh follow follow dimer on twitter at dimer 2k i still i still uh put together some graphics and stuff and things like that making gifts so there, there's still some value to be had there i suppose but uh thank you everyone for listening if you stuck around uh really appreciate it hopefully you're listening to this on itunes or something other than youtube if you are listening to it on YouTube, that's just as good, though, I suppose. So thank you for all the support. Uh, really appreciate it. And uh, can't wait for week 11 and week 12. All right. Have a good one, everyone.